We are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we're talking about this week's comic releases, the new comics. New comics of DC come out on Tuesdays. New comics of Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. We're here on a Thursday, here to talk about everything that came out. Now, it's a lot of stuff that always comes out every single week, if you didn't already know. Uh, and I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and I can't read everything. Uh, also, this, this show just wouldn't be uh, as great if it was just me talking. Who wants to see that week after week? No, I have two awesome guests with me today. If you are watching the live stream, you can see our lovely faces uh, watching live stream at volume.com slash The Keeg Show. We're on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show, youtube.com slash The Keeg, facebook.com slash The Keeg. We're all over the place. And if you're, you know, hearing our voices and not seeing our faces, then you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Um, let me introduce my guests. First up, we got Danny McGowan. How's it going? How's it going, Danny? It's, uh, it's, it's great. How's it going for you, Dimitri? Doing good. Um, uh, you always read a bunch of comics and, uh, uh, I love it. And you always send me your, your, your weekly list. And I'm like, oh, all right. That's, that's <laughs> why I got you on here. I'm like, uh, you, you take on a lot of the, uh, of the comics and I love it. So thank you for that. I'm, my comic book shop also <laughs> for it. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they roll out the, they roll out the red carpet every time business. I like come in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I've been noticing a lot of a lot of TikToks from you lately, talking about like um, um, the stories and stuff that are that are in the comics and the characters. And so, uh, both you and our next guest uh, do a lot of great TikToks. So if if no one's if nobody's following you. Not that nobody's following you. If somebody out there is listening or watching and they're not following uh, you, uh, they need to go check out Danny McGowan on TikTok. So um, second guest, Albert Loves Comics on TikTok. We got Albert Aquino. Albert, how you doing? Doing great, man. I'm very happy to be here. Read all my comics this week. I'm very happy about that. Very proud. And I'm uh, so honored to be on the show again. This is, I think, my third time here. So this is great. I've lost count. Um, because there, there's a core few of us, right? And I'm rotating everybody in, but roughly each guest comes on once a month, right? Um, and I have roughly like eight of you guys that are rotating in. Um, and each time it's always something new and it's always a pleasure. And I like having eight of you guys uh, because uh, you guys are all awesome. I feel like if I had a hundred of you, then I'd be picking favorites. It's like a parent, you know? Like, mm -hmm. If, if a parent has a hundred kids, they're going to pick favorites. <laughs> My mom has two Fair kids enough. and she's picked a favorite. So, you know. Is it you? Uh, it depends on the day. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 it depends. She rotates my sister and my picture up on the wall, depending on the day. So, you know. That's hilarious. It's, it's, it's employee of the month. <laughs> it's like, you know. Um, um, I'm gonna spring a new question on you guys, a new question uh, that I didn't prepare you guys for, so I'm sorry for that. Um, I was uh, originally asking about uh, New Year's resolutions that have to do with comics, but I'm not asking you guys that. I'm not asking you guys that because Valentine's Day is coming up and I want, uh, I want your just uh, quick opinion of your favorite couple in comics. Just your favorite couple in comics. Um, 
the reason I'm asking you guys for that is because, uh, well, on Saturday, I'm having a, uh, we're doing a key live podcast episode where we're talking about the best and worst fictional romances. And uh, I'll keep it simple with you guys because it's not that episode, but like, who's your favorite couple in comments? It could be an actual couple or a couple that you like ship together that maybe aren't officially together. So that's a difficult question. You don't, you guys don't have a favorite? Um, you, you do what I do with my students where you, when you're talking, you're allowing us time to think about it. So I appreciate yeah, that. Because um, I, I just, three couples came to mind, but my, the first one that came to mind, it seems very like easy for me because uh, mm -hmm. it's like fresh. It's uh, Nightwing and Oracle or Batwing, you know, Batgirl. That's um, one of my tops. That's one of my tops. I, every time I see them in the pages together, I'm like, yay, this is nice. This is sweet. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one that came to mind. I got a few other ones, but yeah. The first one that came to mind for me was um, Abby Arcane and Alec Holland, which not necessarily the best couple in comics, yeah. but it was it was the first thing that came, and then I couldn't think of anyone else, and I was like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Tell us, tell us, and the uh, the viewers out there a little bit more about that choice. Sure. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Swamp Thing is the avatar of the green, so the life force of basically plants and whatever on Earth, and is meant to protect that. Abby Arcane is the niece of Anton Arcane, who is typically the um, avatar of the Black or the Rock, which is the life force. Life force is the wrong word, clearly, because it's the force of death. Death um, force. So they, yeah. the death force. So they're they're yeah. they're polar opposites, but they have been together in comics since I want to say the seventies, um, on and off throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Weird things happen. There's a lot of weird stuff that's happened between Swamp Thing and Abby, but it's 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 a choice, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, are you big into like goth macabre type like fiction? Because it sounds kind of gothy and macabre. That romance. yeah. So I, I love Swamp Thing uh -huh. so much, um, and I think definitely older runs of something were like a little bit gothic. Um, uh -huh. The romance sometimes, depending on who's writing it, can be good or it can be bad. Um, I think uh, Scott Snyder's run on Swamp Thing, they had like a decent romance that was kind of oh. like Starcross Lovers type thing. So that was that was all right. <laughs> yeah. I read um, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing and I couldn't mm -hmm. get into it. I like I bought the absolute and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go like I'm going to get all of them. And I just couldn't get into it. Um, so what would you recommend? as a starting point for Swamp Thing? Because when you said it, I knew the names, but I didn't, I don't know anything besides okay. what you shared. Um, so if you didn't, so I would say if you didn't like that run, I definitely, Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing run from New 52 is a good starting point as many New 52 titles are, mm -hmm. um, depending on your viewpoint. Um, but- I have opinions, but okay. But, <laughs> but, but the, Swamp, the Swamp Thing Scott Snyder run is actually really, really genuinely good. Um, it's not necessarily like an origin story, but it's an origin story of sorts. And it's definitely an origin story for Abby Arcane. Um, also other good things is the Swamp Thing Winter Special by Tom King was mm. really good. Um, the current Swamp Thing series is good because it's a new Swamp Thing. Oh. Um, and 
justly dark 2018 is probably the other one i'd recommend okay i heard ram v's doing it right um and he's a good writer yes yeah yeah it's um it was originally only given 12 12 issues and it's being extended to 16 so it's very mm. exciting it's always a plus yeah. especially the way dc is doing things nowadays giving things mini-series instead of full series so they can kind of gauge audience reaction yeah definitely definitely and Swamp Thing Green Hell which is a mini-series that's coming out it's one of those three issue black label series that they're doing a bunch of the mm -hmm. it's written by Jeff Lemire absolutely fantastic the first issue's out I would definitely recommend that I saw that today yeah all right okay. um my pick is Gambit and Rogue mm. For for like one of my favorite couples, obviously Nightwing and Nightwing and Batgirl are one of my tops. And honestly, if you didn't take it, Albert, like I might have taken that one, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm like Gambit and Rogue. I did a I on my TikTok on the Keeg Show's TikTok. Um, I I made a video talking about Gambit and Rogue, and just based off of one instance in the Hellfire Gala, um, of him accepting her. Like, and loving her that she got to be on the X-Men team. She got voted into the X-Men team and he didn't, but he was still happy for her. So I did a mm -hmm. little video about that, about how like that is the way we should all be. Yeah. And a lot of, I touched on a couple of different topics such as like toxic masculinity very quickly through the thing. And just about being like, he doesn't feel, Gambit doesn't feel emasculated by the fact that Rogue is on the X-Men team and he's not. And so uh, I did, um, I did a video. It's pinned there on my on on the Keeg Show's TikTok. Uh, but yeah, Gambit and Rogue. I, I like how they've they've gone through ups and downs. But whoever you know, the writer currently is giving them an actual supportive relationship. And uh, I, I think it takes a a good writer or a writer. I think you actively have to write a good relationship and believe in how a good relationship should be in real life to write mm -hmm. a good relationship. You know? I agree. Yeah. I remember seeing that on your page, like when I first started um, getting to know you. Yeah. And I remember that's when I was like, this is, that's, I, that's, I'll, that's one of my favorite videos you've ever made. Uh, because it's such a Thank subtle, you. small thing. Um, yeah. But like, I think for a lot of people it went over their heads and I didn't, I never paid attention to that part either. I read that issue. I didn't even like think about it twice, but there's, um, and this is not comic book related, but in, in Frozen 2, I have a daughter. Um, there's a part where, um, you know, there's a similar situation where yeah. you see a male figure support the female fe female figure when typically the man is like, let me take charge. Let me be, like be, you know, and it's right. anytime you see that, like you're absolutely right. It's intentional. Um, my, I thought you were going to say Colossus and Kitty Pride, uh, And yeah, that, that's, not a big that's, fan. Not, me neither. No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, not so much. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird yeah. relationship. It's uh, a weird relationship. <laughs> yeah, right now, Kitty and Ileana could be a thing, but I don't know whether they're going to go there. Uh, oh. I don't know. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, are up to date with X-Men. Or I mean, it happened like six months ago, but Kitty, like, essentially, I mean, she didn't make a big parade about it, but she, like, she is revealed to be bisexual, like, mm -hmm. in canon. Uh, which okay. is different than like un, like subtext, you know? Um, and she like, her tattoo artist looked like Ileana and she like makes out with her, which is, I was like, oh, they just make her make out with Ileana. 
you know? It is weird, though, that Ileana and Colossus are brother and sister, though. I feel like that's weird. And then also the fact that Colossus was older, he was like 18 or 19 when Kitty and him met. And like, he should have yeah. stayed away. He should have stayed away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of weird things. Um, but uh, comic books evolve with time, as writers do, or should. Um, and so Absolutely. things are a little bit better now, especially with Rogue and Gambit, you know? Agreed. Um, talking about this, the comics that came out this week, we all read a lot, which is awesome. Uh, I would love to know your guys' picks of the week. Number one pick that you want to talk about, and we'll talk about it. Want to go first, Danny? Sure. For me, it was probably X Deaths of Wolverine, or 10 Deaths of Wolverine, I guess you would say. Are you calling it X Deaths of Wolverine or 10 Deaths? I switched between it, and it mostly because one time I got told off on TikTok for calling it X of Swords instead of 10 of Swords. Um, right. And I just like, I'm scared. <laughs> it's not I'm your scared fault. of making that mistake. <laughs> they, they purposely, yeah. like we were talking about on a previous episode, they purposely um, call it X because X means yeah. like X Men, but X yeah, also means exactly. 10, and then mm -hmm. X also means a variable, right? Mm -hmm. So with House of X, Powers of Ten, that's the way you're supposed to pronounce it. But we all call it Hoxpox or House of X, mm -hmm. Powers of X, right? Like, yeah. Um, and then Sword, X of Swords is Ten of Swords because of the card. But those cards didn't really play a big part in the whole thing, right? No, I think they just like foretold some of the some of the events that happened, but like the cards right. weren't really a big player in it no so it does it X does seem very random as to whether it's meant to be an x or whether it's meant to be a 10 and right it says x so right and i think they're playing with that so it's not your fault is what i'm trying to say <laughs> okay thank you thank you I i'm saying it's not fault. your fault uh <laughs> i'm not blaming you for that yeah because like x because we have two again very similar to house of x powers of x you mm -hmm. know is two concurrent series of X deaths of Wolverine and X lives of Wolverine. And they're switching yeah. off every other week. It's super weird. And I think the mystery is, I mean, not only the mysteries in the book, it's also what does the X mean? Yeah. A variable, like he could die infinite amount of times. That's X deaths. Or is it 10? Or is it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, Albert, did you read the, this issue? did i did read it um i thought it was good I, I like that it's a it really should not be deaths of wolverine it should be the, the deaths of moira right i mean yeah, yeah. right <laughs> right um and i honestly i i enjoy this title more than i do lives of wolverine um mm -hmm. like significantly more lives of wolverine i'm like i i'm confused i'm lost and like i i've said this before that like i'm kind of trying to jump into to x-men like just jumping in and it's uh -huh. very difficult. Like someone told me that they were upset that I didn't pick up the secret X-Men one. Um, and I was mm. like, I don't, I don't know any of these characters. Like I know them, but uh -huh. I don't know them. I mean, you know, I'm like familiar, but I'm not yeah. like excited to pick it up. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna intentionally feel confused. Um, right. And the Moira stuff, it doesn't, I, I, I know the very minimum, you know, where like I read Inferno and mm. uh, you know, all that stuff. So. I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. It moved along a little bit. Um, it wasn't my pick, my favorite book of the week, 
but I thought it was definitely the best. Uh, it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. Yeah, it was definitely a solid. I mean, obviously, I chose this for my pick of my week, so I definitely right. liked it. Um, it was a weird choice when I read the first one that Wolverine wasn't in it at all for a book that's yeah. titled uh, Deaths of Wolverine. Um, right. I guess he shows up in the last panel or this yeah. like this like phalanx version of Wolverine. Um, yeah. But ah, it's it's a cool title. I wasn't expecting, so I was surprised by both this and also Sabretooth, which came out last week, mm-hmm. the week before, yeah. um, because I didn't expect yeah. either of them to be particularly great books. But they both were. Um, so, you know, good times, good times. I like a book that's surprising. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Moira cutting off her arm. That was insane. Oh, yeah. Great <laughs> part. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to see the arm go, though, because I thought it was setting up for something bigger, but really it gets done with issue two. Yeah. Right? Like, she yeah. ends Inferno getting that arm, and then she cuts it off in issue two. So... Yeah. But they also right. gave her cancer, so. <laughs> and they also, like, a weird plant-related but, thing, right? okay, so this was my thought when I was reading it. Is that actually connected to whatever killed um, Black Tom rather than something that the X-Men did? Oh. Uh, hmm. Yeah, because Black Tom's dead, right? Yeah. Did he or die? Or at least, at least miss it. I don't think we, we saw him die. But one of those, you know, pages that appears in the X-Men books where it's like gives you like a little bit more context. And it was like, Black Tom's not answering his communications. Um, And that was it. So I think missing presumed dead um, by some plant monster. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, weird All I know is I'm liking X deaths of Wolverine better than X lives. Uh, X lives makes no sense to me right now. That's Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. Did you... I mean, it is confusing. Did you read the 1991 X-Men series with, like, Omega Red in it? No. What? Okay. Which which one is, which one's that? Oh, so that, oh you're talking about, like, the old X-Men back in 91? The yeah, back, like, back in 91, yeah. Like, oh, from, the Jim Lee From 1991, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I've, I think I've read them in passing. Why? What's, what's going okay. on? Well, so... I think I think the idea is that Omega Red is what is going on with all the Omega symbols popping up throughout Wolverine's life. Um, right. Who is in the first arc of the 1991 um, series? I don't really remember what happened. I remember him being cool though, um, as a right. villain, and just, they had to kill him. So I know Omega Red. I just don't yeah. know. It drops you in the middle of this time travel possession thing. Yeah. I yeah, so I read I read the solicitation and apparently they're trying to kill Charles Xavier. And so Wolverine is going back. Yeah, so Wolverine yeah. has to save Charles Xavier at different points in Charles's life. Right. Because but, he has a physical body that he can be sent to, I guess. Right. At any given time. But they're doing the, the time travel possession angle. And which is which is what Days of Future Past was, right? Yeah, yeah. And so okay, I get that. But the whole Omega Red going back in time to possess different people's bodies, but then also Twin allowing for, for him to use his mutant powers in those bodies, it's yeah. all super weird. Yeah, I'm assuming it has to have something to do with Nimrod, right? And the Omega Sentinel, presumably. Maybe. 
It also it's has all- to do with Mikhail Rasputin, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. a big thing. Hmm. I think it's also weird that like it's paired up with X deaths and X lives. Like they don't seem connected whatsoever. No. So I, I think it's it's a weird move for 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 Marvel to make like with putting these two together. And cause like, I'm a second away from dropping X lives, but I also like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that obviously. Like I, I, I it, they're selling it as a pack. So I'm, I'm, I hope my, my dream is that it makes sense, but yeah. um, I feel like they're kind of like taking advantage. <laughs> I know? wonder though, if I recall correctly, I haven't read Hox Pox through in quite some time, oh, but yeah. I feel like Hox Pox was also you were put in the middle of the story and then they slowly yeah. revealed other parts of what happened. Like, I'm sure that you, like... It was like the future and the past. And yeah, and like you so Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you slowly, like, kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look I mean, what you have handy. Oh, <laughs> because I have all my comics right there. House of X, for any reader, or for any viewers out there, House of X, Powers of X is sometimes called the Hawkspot, as we call it. Um, House of X and Powers of X, you know, went went bi-weekly and they were went on and off from each other. So the first issue is House of X Power uh, House mm-hmm. of X One, and then it's Powers of X One. Pa- uh, House of X pa- uh, One drops you pretty close to the beginning. It starts yeah. off with kind of like setting up the thought of what like Krakoa is going through, but then Powers of X. Uh, kind of drops you in the middle of things that because that's the future stuff and the weird stuff mm-hmm. so i get that yes yeah, so by the way if, if you guys don't have if you guys don't have hawks pox grab it because i love it good time good yeah. time don't grab it for me though grab it for yourself <laughs> i already have it <laughs> um what were we what were we saying so yeah yeah yeah. so x deaths of wolverine number two is is your pick danny yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, Albert, what was your pick? Uh, I don't know if you guys read this one. Uh, I read Suicide Squad Blaze. Um, I didn't get to finish it, but yeah, but tell me all about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, every time um, DC comes out with like a black label magazine style book, I just pick it up um, just because I literally every time I picked it up, it's been good. And most of them are great. So I picked it up um, and I'm not really a Suicide Squad like fan like that. Like the movies I think are fun or decent. Um, I've read the other Suicide Squad books that they've had like again, Black Label Magazine style. They were okay. They were, I mean, they were good. They weren't just like phenomenal. So I took a little risk with this one and it was great. Um, the artwork was super just like engaging. Like it pulls you in, it was detailed. Um, it was funny. Um, and it was really, really violent <laughs> in, in a way because yeah. they make, I think the, the movies and the books recently have made Suicide Squad really like soft, you know, but like you forget, like, no, these are actual criminals and like they kill people in like really brutal ways. So right. basically the premise is that there is this uh, villain out there. His name is Blaze and he's like a monster who looks like a regular dude and he uh, eats people. And um, in a world where there's like superheroes and supervillains, um, the public perception of these metahumans is very important. So um, this person basically eats a person for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> so it's three people a day, and he's been doing it every single day. And 
like Superman, Batman, and like Wonder Woman can't get them. They can't catch them. So uh, Waller or Amanda Waller, she goes to the prison and she's like, we need people. And um, she has this like tech where you can get metahuman powers, but you're only gonna live for three months if you decide to take these powers. So she offers it to like the people that you assume are the suicide squad, like Harley Quinn, Peacemaker and all of them. They're like, absolutely not, like we wanna live. Um, yeah. So then she goes to like random people in the prison and offers it to them. So you are kind of surprised to be reading a story that's not really about the A squad of Suicide Squad, it's like random people. So they decide to get this these powers, they all got these random new powers and they're going after it. And it's funny because one of the characters, the main character of the story, his superpower is his arms are invisible. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's it, like that, that's yeah. just the whole thing. Um, and the rest of the B squad has cool powers. Yeah, they do. But Everybody he has, has invisible powers. arms. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a nice surprise. I think that like when I do my weekly polls, you know, weekly pickups, um, I always try and take some risk, you know, and, and just like find, pick something I, I don't usually pick up. Like I picked up Moon Girl and De Devil Dinosaur like a trade. And I was like, mm, not really for me. Um, it was a risk. But this was like uh, a completely blind pickup. And I was so impressed with it. It's my pick of the week. So the art is really good. Sorry, I'm eating some tacos. No worries, Danny, no did you read it? I didn't read it, which is a surprise um, because I do like Suicide Squad things and I like DC, um, but I didn't, I, this was not one that I picked up. I, did, I also didn't read Suicide Squad Kill the Joker, if you read that. I didn't finish um, which it. Which is another is it done? label is one. Is it over? There's like two be. books. There was two and it felt incomplete. Um, yeah, okay, so maybe then I did finish it then. It, it feels like the the DC like black label lines for the magazine style format books. Yeah, they just they feel a little inconsistent because like I'm still waiting for like um, the Wonder Woman Amazonia whatever it's called. Like that one was just, like it blew Historia. Away. Yeah, that one. And the first like, one is the first one needs to win awards. Yeah, like, was, was there a second one? Like I don't remember. That's what I mean. That was definitely more than a month ago. Um, and like the Catwoman Lonely um, City, something like that. It just feels like I've been waiting forever. And I usually don't feel like that for most of these, these monthly pickups. Yeah, definitely. I have been reading um, Batman Catwoman, which did come out this week, um, but which was meant to finish by, I think, December. But there's been so many delays and yeah. everything constantly delayed um and it's been mostly terrible it's been mostly terrible to be honest uh, um but the special that came out at the end of january was fantastic and probably could have been its own thing um and it would have been a great story uh but it's only on issue 10 right now right yeah 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 and it was definitely meant to finish like six months ago uh, um it's also a christmas book it's a weird time oh, um yeah. but you know, what can you do? What can you do? It's yeah. by Tom King. Um, the artist changes quite frequently. And I think mm -hmm. maybe that's why some of the delays have happened. Mm -hmm. But wow. what can you do? Yeah. Um, those are both great picks. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I know, I know what my pick is. I caught up. I, um, I, I didn't tell you guys, I don't think, but like my New Year's resolution, my comic book news resolution was not only to read my comics that I needed to for each Thursday when we do comic talk, 
but also on the weekends to catch up on stuff that I had fallen behind on. That it's very hard to catch up if you if you're reading all new releases to do the show on Thursday. Uh, so I caught up on the newest run of Batman and the newest run of Detective Comics. Cool. And so I'm caught up, which means I got to read Detective Comics 1052 this week. And uh, uh, it was uh, it was good. Uh, are, are any of you guys reading Detective Comics right now? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> um, it's weekly right now, though. Um, yeah, so, so just is- this... Uh, which yeah. sucks it's, i mean it's great but also i yeah. just caught up to a weekly comic that i now have to read every single week but i'm good so with it you, it's only weekly for this arc so i think we're four or five issues in so there's six or seven left um so that's a month and a bit left of weekly comics because it's just still which is still obviously a lot i'm not discrediting that but yeah it's um it's great though right now yeah i mean the tower of arkham arc is great did you also so if you caught up with it did you also read like the hugh vile stuff um uh, i didn't read that was previous right so that what? was that leads up to everything just before the tower of arkham right so I read the secret files of Huntress that kind of caught me up on who Hugh Vile is, but that's but that's right. it. I didn't I didn't go into depth. Why? Okay. What am I missing? Okay. No, I, missing just, uh, I it was it was I enjoyed that arc a lot more than I enjoyed Fear State. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So I skipped Fear State. I couldn't do it. I'm like I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, it I read fair enough. <laughs> I read the final Batman issue for Fear State just to catch up, mm-hmm. and then I went into the new run. Um, but like uh albert are you reading detective comics i'm not reading detective comics i made a choice to stop um it was i didn't like it for a little bit it felt it was like because yeah. I, I, re- I was reading the regular batman run. i really was a fan of the artwork and just james tinian um so uh, I, I didn't like fear state so i'm yeah. still gonna go with batman a little longer um yeah. just because you know he's the premier title he's the guy yeah, yeah. Um, so but with detective Decide not to. I don't know. Uh, you guys are making me want to do it. Weekly sounds. Weekly actually encourages me because then it's like, okay, it'll be easy to keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is the way that the story's working is it's like a decently like fast paced story, and I think it being weekly allows for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, half the length because there's two stories in it. Yeah. There's there's half. a backup that's just as long. It's pretty much half half. Um. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Danny. Were you going to say something? I do not remember. Oh, okay. Uh, the main the main storyline is this crazy thing where, because of what they call a day, Arkham Asylum blew up, and that was during Infinite Frontier, either zero or one. Uh, Arkham blew that. up, so they moved Arkham to the middle of Gotham City, into a tower called Arkham Tower. That's <laughs> not going to go wrong. Yeah. So it has kind of like a diehard vibe in these last couple issues. Um, but the asylum is in the middle center of Gotham and it's a, a tower. And uh, there's a guy, I'm not going to spoil it, but basically there's a doctor saying, I have created a revolutionary new cure and everybody in Arkham is like cool now. And like, they were like, everyone in Arkham is cool. What's going on? This is weird. Something's up. And so 
hell breaks loose and uh, uh, that's crazy. The backup story is following, following this kid in the past that like, like he starts off being like one of Scarecrow's fear toxin kids, but then he ends up working for the Penguin. And we're kind of following the story about a kid who's essentially seen Batman and Robin from the outside. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm, it's been good. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good run. I think I needed a little break from Gotham's just constant state of chaos. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> so I, I I just read um, I am Batman. I don't know if anybody's reading that. Anybody reading that? I'm not. So I'll just say this: this is a small thing about it that's interesting. It's it's um, Jace Fox, Lucius Fox's son, who's who's holding the mantle of Batman. Uh, he's black, um, and um, he's in New York City now. New York City's his home. Um, oh. So DC is deciding to put a superhero story in New York City, which is very cool and interesting. And I'm a New Yorker. Uh, I live in Jersey now. I'm a little bit of a traitor. But um, <laughs> I, I, while I was reading it, I was like, oh, like, look at all these landmarks. And it's like modern day, like quick one. They just, there's like a little tiny island that they just made off of Manhattan. Like very, very, very tiny. It's called Little Island. And like, it's a in part real of life? it. In yeah, story. Real, real life, and then they put it in the story too, and okay. like this happened within like within a year. So it's kind of cool to see those small things, and the the biggest difference is New York City's like we don't want to be Gotham, <laughs> which is kind of funny because Gotham is constant. Like that's how I feel about Gotham. Yeah, like, nobody wants to be Gotham, um, and um, the New York the, the mayor the New York City mayor is making a decision to work with Batman. Okay. So it's kind of like a Jim Gordon kind of vibe yeah. from okay. the mayor though instead. Um, so for anybody who's interested in jumping on to I am Batman, it's like a, it's a brand new opportunity for them to tell a good story. So you can kind of like join for the ride while you're doing that. I think that the stuff before it, people were kind of not really satisfied or happy with it. So this might be their last attempt at a good story. Cause I That's think DC is kind of in the middle with it right now. I mean, truth be told, I was wondering why there would be two Batman running around Gotham city. But the fact yeah. is, like, he's going to New York, and who was once in New York was Nightwing. Nightwing had, like, had a small stint in New York, I think, mm-hmm. either after or before Bloodhaven. I'm not quite sure. But he was in New York. But, like, mm-hmm. I forget who the author was. There was an author that said, Metropolis is New York during the day, and Gotham is New York during the night. Yeah. But just all the time. And so, like, it's an interesting metaphor. But now we have uh uh jace jace right jace yeah yeah jace is batman in new york which uh i think that's pretty cool that's what as of issue six this issue it literally just came out um you know and that that's and the cover of it shows like you know batman's in new york now um yeah. it's kind of cool i honestly it, it feels like a brand new start for um for batman storytelling um and like because I, I think what happens with gotham is like there's so much history there right like there's all these villains and like you know that they have like these little squads and there's just a lot and i think batman kind of does need a refresher uh yeah. like brand new issues um some that are not like city problems i love the idea of batman being like a horror villain um so you know there's just so many opportunities for this sort of storyline so i encourage anybody who's listening who's like interested in doing something getting getting a new kind of batman story but still like in canon um yeah try it out okay well you sold me (laughs) i yeah it's going on the pool list (laughs) but now uh i i it's like once you catch up it's easy to read 
for the most part, easy to read every week as long as you don't fall behind. But when you fall behind, then it becomes that much tougher. But like, I'm using the weekends to catch up. So um, maybe I might throw that in there. I was just yeah. like, I've been skeptical on his place. This, yeah. You know, where, with, with where we are, especially after Future State. I was not a big fan of Future State. Um, yeah. Question. And since we're past the picks of the week, I just want to ask you guys, because I have the image prep, but I've never read it. What's the point of Future State Gotham? What is, is anyone reading it? I'm not reading that. No. I'm not reading it. Danny, are you? I, I read up until like, I want to say like issue seven. Okay. I really, I really thought it was going to finish after Fear State because my impression was that it was kind of like, this is what happens in worst case, like as the worst case outcome of Fear State. Yeah. Um, because it's only what, five years in the future? It's, um, it's an alternate future story? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, and it, well, it's a potential feature story, right? Um, and it's five years versus, like, some of the feature state stories were, like, 300, like, the something one. Oh, like, yeah. 5,000 years in the future. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, so I really thought they were going to finish, and I'm surprised that they are still going. But <laughs> I haven't heard good things. Um, I've heard that it's, it's kind of whack. But um, I, I, it's like with, uh, with, with, with Jace, right? With the Black Batman, he's actually doing it, right? So it kind of, it, it kind of just does, it kind of does align with what's happening mm -hmm. with the Fear State stuff that was in the Future State one also. Yeah. Like the, the Peacemakers and all that. Yeah, um, and the Magistrate were introduced. And in Jonathan Kent is kind of becoming like the, the themes that are happening in Superman, Son of Kal-El, the themes of like, wanting to change the world and not knowing how much power he should actually like apply the future state is him kind of the future state stories with him were kind of like him overdoing it so yeah. i think those were worthwhile reading you know they, they 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 it was an interesting decision for for dc to kind of go with storytelling in that method and then bring it back um yeah. but i don't i don't know why they're doing gotham it feels like they like forgot to like tell the writers like hey stop they're like you you yeah. can stop now we're, we're past this event it's been a year <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like the uh the japanese soldiers that were stuck on the islands during world war ii <laughs> after the war's over it's like 10 years later and they think the war's still going yeah i don't know if you guys have heard that it's like a real thing yeah like, i've heard that nobody told them that the war was over so they were still fighting world war ii after world war ii I think in the Civil War, there was like a battle that happened after the, the, the South surrendered. Like, yeah. The common thing in history. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, tell your people, man. Like, you got somebody has to let someone know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you brought up uh, Son of Kal-El. And yeah. I mean, we're touching on a lot of DC right now, but like, obviously, we're going to get to Marvel eventually. A lot of stuff came out on both sides. Um, but like, Son of Kal-El, number eight, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah number eight um uh and for those of you watching the live stream you'll be able to see all these comic books pop up on the stream uh versus if you're listening to the podcast great you can you know enjoy the sultry sounds of our voices um but son of kal-el being about jonathan kent son of clark kent and his his taking over of the mantle of superman um some issues have been hits some have been misses to me uh, it's been great seeing him explore his relationship with, I forget what Jay. his name is. Jay. Uh, Sorry? Jay? Jay. Mm -hmm. Jay. Jay Nakamura, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jay Nakamura. 
Um, the fact that like he is exploring that it isn't, he's not, dare I say, queer in name only, which is sometimes happens in media where it's like, oh, the character's gay, the character's bi, but then you just don't see them ever in a, in a, in a situation that would showcase that. Um, so you can kind of check that off the box. No, we see him and, and Jay kiss. Uh, we've seen them kiss a couple times. And, uh, but like this issue is just a solid issue. I don't know. Did you guys read this one? I did. I did. I liked it. Da yeah. Danny, uh, what were your thoughts about uh, this issue? Yeah, I liked it. I think the last two issues have been like very solid issues that set up a very clear narrative to move yeah. forward with. Whereas I think, probably one of the issues that you could say about the previous six issues is they were kind of wishy-washy to an extent as to what yeah. was happening um I think there's been some good stuff throughout this entire run but I think it's good to have like a solid oh shit stuff is actually happening <laughs> um for a Superman book and yeah. um so that that was good um I did like the ending and I guess it's setting up for the death of the Justice League is that what's going on yeah. We have to keep that in mind that the event death of the Justice League is is uh, uh, going to come out and I guess kill the Justice League. We don't know. I don't know exactly uh, uh, what has happened, but I don't know if you guys have any ideas. But after that, there's like Secret Crisis. Is that what something, what's it called? There's a new Crisis book that's yeah, coming out. I forgot. I saw it's somewhere. something Crisis. I think it's Secret Crisis, but I'm, I'm not sure. Um, da Danny's our oracle. She's she's, <laughs> she's ready. She's like hack into the mainframe. Dark crisis. <laughs> I got it. it is. Okay. It's like hack into the mainframe. You just Google it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never, yeah, in the in the mainframe though, you know? <laughs> yeah. You gotta look up look it up Google in the mainframe. <laughs> you know? It's like, why do you, what what is up with you in the mainframe? Um <laughs> with Son of Kalel, you have this like the premise of that, like there's a quote-unquote utopian country out there called Gamora and it's led by Henry Bendix is that his name mm. Bendix is definitely his last name yeah, yeah whatever what his, his first name, name is, is. Yeah. um Bendix who's kind of like this like supervillain looking guy who's like has like cybernetic parts and he's experimenting on metahuman or to make metahumans or whatever um and they're called the rising but like there's a lot of thought that goes into this issue Basically, the premise of this issue is that, like, there's this huge, huge, astronomically huge sea creature that comes out of the depth, and Superman wants to get him back to his home, but then the Rising, or whatever they're called, the Guard of whatever, are trying to just be like, nah, let's just kill the guy. Let's just kill this monster. And then the monster kills two of them, and things get crazy, and then it... it, it, it they escalate the situation when they shouldn't have escalated it. And then part of Metropolis gets flooded. A couple people die. Uh, there's real stakes for, uh, for Jonathan. And um, I don't know, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I think a good turning point in any superhero story is kind of like the first time that they can't save someone um, yeah. and how they react to that. I think it's always like a really good story to tell. Yeah. Um, because I think it really defines who you are as a hero, how you react to that. Um, and I, I think John made the right decision 100%. Um, yeah. But it's interesting to see how the narrative can be twisted um, by, by the, the big wigs, big corporate, 
big corporate yeah. meta, I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> my, my uh, favorite part. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What was your favorite part? My, my favorite part of the whole comic is when he describes um, when he's talking to Aqualad or Aqua, you know, bro. I, I, what's his name? I don't even know his name. It is, uh, well, it's Calder, right? Or no, no, it's not even Calder. Because <laughs> Calder is him in the cartoon, but it's, he doesn't yeah. have that name. Uh, it's Jackson. Jackson, Jackson Hyde. Hyde. Yeah. But it is Aqualad right now. Aqualad. Right okay. now it's Aqualad, but it will be soon, Aquaman. Soon, soon to be yeah. Aquaman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, he's with Aquaman or Aqualad. And yeah. I, he says like, hey, can you just like pick him up and like drop him off in the middle of the ocean? And he's like, I'm too small. If I pick him up, it'll be like a needle trying to pick up an elephant. And I was like, oh my God, that's like the, that is a wonderful, disgusting way to describe what it would be right. like. Right. Because yeah. he's saying he would just punch right through this huge creature, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he has like, so he picks up a bedrock, <laughs> literally, yeah. and then he uses that to like try to like shove him over to the middle. Um, yeah. I thought that the, I thought that the writing was like, a little bit too easy to solve mm. the problem because like if this monster is mad he's just gonna get shoved over you know like that's that seems like a little bit like of a easy it way was a bit it. neat yeah exactly yeah. It, it felt like no like he should have had to fight this monster maybe have to kill it you know like that would have been even more interesting um i think that they're trying to get to the, the you know they're trying to explain the narrative danny that you were saying that like jonathan's a peaceful guy you know he he's, he doesn't want to use his fist he, he, he wants to make the right decision, even when it's very hard, um, which I think they're doing an excellent job of. I also love that Jay Nakamura, that he's very similar to Lois Lane. Um, and now they end the issue with, um, you know, uh, Jonathan deciding, oh, I'm going to be a reporter, uh, which is what his dad does. So it's like anybody who's a Superman fan is going to be pleased with seeing that they're still honoring like these core pieces of the character. Um, I made a video on this recently, and um, a lot of people are loving it too. A lot of people are also really angry about him being bisexual and everything. I don't know if we want to talk about that now, but that's a interesting thing to 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 see that like the yeah. story is actually really good. Um, yeah, um, we notice as as we all have um, experience with this. It's like um, when Jace becomes Batman, people are mad when. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Tim when uh, Jonathan comes out as bi, people are mad. When a woman rises to a point of power, people are mad. The people that get the bi, <laughs> no pun intended, but the, the characters that get the bi are the white hetero males, right? The white cishet males. They are the ones who get the bi because... For however many decades they've been the main characters and forefronts of of comic books and it's been weirdly horribly mis or misrepresentational unrepresent whatever disproportionate it's all been disproportionate yeah. and uh now things are starting to become more proportionate and people are getting You're upset <laughs> yeah like, which it it's weird yeah. What are you gonna say, Danny? Definitely weird. It's definitely it's definitely weird, and it's almost like a I. It's weird that people are like, "You're forcing this diversity on us," but like, right. surely isn't the forced diversity when it's like hundred percent white people? Yes, exactly. You it's know? just in their so, favor, right? And yeah. so things are a little different. I, oh, yeah, uh, just so many things, but um, uh. 
yeah, uh, I don't want to derail everything, but I, 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 a reminder for for me, it's a reminder that like, not everyone is as just like, is that it's not, they're not seeing it, right? Like maybe a bisexual person is someone they just haven't seen. Like I was, Mm -hmm. I was at the dentist today and this person was asking me questions that were like really awkward and political. And I was like, have you met a person who's not like, you know, white? Like I didn't ask that person that, but like, I think they were asking me questions because I was clearly not a white person. Uh, I don't know if the audience, the audience can't see me. Uh, I'm Dominican, I'm Latino. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was like a very, it, sometimes it's like, you just get reminded like, oh, maybe you actually haven't been, ex- maybe you don't know that a lot of people around you are bi or gay or just not what you look like, you You know? Right. Yeah. But, I do think that that's a lot of what comes into it is that people have an idea of how gay people should act and then that which is like a very stereotypical idea and then so when characters like Jonathan Kent aren't like that stereotype that they have in their mind they're like well he can't be gay because he's manly I'd like you like it's like that sort of idea where they're like that's um which is just like not the case at all um so right it's weird um just quickly, uh, I, I, I made a TikTok video talking about how uh, it's wild to think that people would argue with this, but 50% of heroes should be women. I said generally speaking. I saw your TikTok that's, that's about not, that. That's not taking into account anyone who's non-binary or whatever. But generally speaking, if we're saying that like 50% men, 50% women, then our heroes should reflect that. What is the problem with having half of the Justice League women. There shouldn't be. Half of the Avengers should be women. And when I say should, I mean, like, I guess no one's forcing that. There's no quota, but like, why isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then people on TikTok are like, well, that's because soldiers are like all men. And it's like, what, what, okay, what? Ah, what? It then leads to, should it be though? Should it be all right. men? Uh, right. probably not you know <laughs> they're like they're like uh cops are mainly men soldiers are mainly men and i'm like now i know where you're kind of going with that that the only heroes in life or only people capable of being heroes are people who are willing to have a gun or yeah. that are willing to work and do that which is not a problem with those professions but also like there are other heroes out there saving lives is not an inherently man trait so it was super weird. Um, and like yeah. and like this story, right? Not always do you need to fight or kill or destroy your enemy. Right. And uh, and like this is this is a lot of a problem with the way we perceive our heroes. Um, I, I I really like this story a lot. I like every time we like, talk about it or think about it, I think it's really nailing in the head like some of the issues we have with the way we view our heroes. Uh, yeah. I think Tom, Tom Taylor is such a good writer. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that you don't always just have to hit things with a hammer and go, that worked. But even like what you're saying, the perception of a hero, right? You're even with the, like, you know, when when DC was pushing this comic book, they pushed pretty heavily that he was by, they announced it everywhere. And like, anytime that kind of happens, it's a, it's a little annoying, right? Just because it's like, okay, are you exploiting this? Like this this community or are you trying to just make money or like, are you excited to, to, to announce that like, Hey, we're doing this. And like, it's with a headliner. Like there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you want, you're hoping for authenticity, you know? Um, And I think they're doing it really well with this character. I agree. Um, Something that this reminds me of um, is Steven Universe. 
where I don't know if you guys have you guys ever watched Steven Universe? No. It's a cartoon yeah. show about like a kid whose mother was like a, there, there's like an alien group a group of aliens that are like crystal based and they have mm-hmm. powers based like the the crystal gems is what the the heroes are called and like his mother was one so he inherits that power um and a lot of them fight and they're like a warlike species and he's always about like talking through problems and like he'll fight and he'll use defense but he won't always he doesn't solve all his problems by fighting and mm-hmm. i think that maybe it's a new thing maybe it's a new type of storytelling where we're like yeah we could write a story about like punching people through buildings or we can have some emotional depth to things and explore those other concepts. It's not nonviolence. It's talking through stuff before you yeah. punch someone. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, which is the best way when Batman's portrayed, I think. Like somebody stealing DVDs, like he won't just like break their arm. He's just like, <laughs> put it down, walk away, think over your life. That's the Batman yeah. I like. Yeah. I also yeah. kind of think it's like, if he does break them though, He's a terrifying person, and I kind of like that terrifying. I mean, he's terrifying, yeah. But a guy like (laughs) a guy just like stealing some DVDs or something like, yeah. Why would you break his arm, man? Like, come on, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk about some Marvel stuff. Did you guys uh, read some Marvel? Uh, There, uh, I I actually I read a good amount. I didn't get to read. Well, I won't tell you what I what I didn't uh, read. Well, what did you guys read? The the big one was Devil's Reign, right? I think that's- Devil's Reign, number four. We all read it? Yeah. I did, yep. Yeah, uh, you want to talk of, about it? I don't remember <laughs> what was the, late, the latest thing that came out of it. Oh, Because okay, I, yeah. I read them all yesterday. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to read all four. So I don't know like what was the separation between three and four. But uh, I remember thinking like a lot just happened. Like a lot's happening pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number yeah. three ends with Foggy getting beaten up. And okay. so four starts with him in the hospital. Okay. And um, and then we have, like, there's a weird Dr. Octopus kingpin kind of uh, ally ship, but it's getting weird. And then kingpin has um, the purple man's finger in his cane. Yeah. And is utilizing the power, which is weird. Um. Danny, did you have any thoughts about this one? Um, my only thought was when I flipped that last page, I was like, oh. <gasps> "Yeah." Um, that yeah. was that was that was the only thought going on in my head was, "Oh no!" <laughs> right. Um, which was obviously Fisk now knowing that Matt Murdock is 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 Daredevil, um, which yes. has got him because of the the purple children. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Um, because. A couple pages before that, he realizes that he can use Purple Man's power to clear up um, what's her name's memory. Um, uh, what's her uh, Typhoid Mary, Mary's yeah. memory, and then he's like, "Wait, it can affect memory." And then he's like, "Remember." And then, oh, uh, that final panel is it rain? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. It was cool. It was so good. It's good. I, I so I have I I've, I read the first volume, like the deluxe edition for Chip Zdarsky's run for Daredevil. Uh-huh. And that's the only Daredevil I've ever read. So- oh, It's a good for, it's a good for, one then. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I'm a big Chip Zdarsky fan. So like, if he writes any character, I'm gonna read it. Um, yeah. And when I, um, 
when I was reading this whole devil's reign thing, I was like, I, I, I really want to read more daredevil now because he's a badass and like, yeah. he's really, he really is a man with no fear. Like he is going to go and get it. Um, so I, I was impressed with a lot of his, of his scenes where he was just like really tough and it was like inspiring a little bit, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's a cool, it's, I, I really am enjoying it. Doc Ock is a player in the game. And I, again, I didn't really expect that to be this kind of story. I thought it was just going to be Kingpin versus everybody. Yeah. Um, what do you think about these, uh, these uh, superior characters? Um, so the f- different, there's, Doc Ock has made his superior four, which is Doc Ock, who, you know, who is the Dr. Octopus that we know, and then three other versions of Dr. Octopus that took over the bodies of other heroes from other universes. So you have a Ghost Rider, a Wolverine, and a Hulk with arms coming out of their backs in different ways. And uh, I like them, but they're really fodder, right? They're just going to... We're not getting into the nitty-gritty of, like, what makes a Dr. Octopus-Wolverine hybrid, like, tick, right? Yeah. But I guess you could... You, he's, he's like, oh, I guess he can trust him. I don't know how it's going to go down. I don't know. Yeah. Danny, do you have any ideas? No thoughts. Just yeah. excitement. I like. I am really bad for these sorts of like predicting things. Like yeah. I feel like I just read things and I'm like, man, that was so surprising. And then like I'll go on TikTok and people will be like, saw that coming. This is a video I made about <laughs> six months ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, everybody has the different ways they like tackle like these things. Some people try to think yeah. ahead. And I get anxiety when I'm trying to like think ahead of like trying to outsmart like a movie as I'm watching a yeah. movie. I'm like, where is it gonna go? But then I'm like, no, 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 just sit back, relax. The movie's not gonna change its path if I think it, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, I think a cool part about this this issue was Rhino because yeah. Rhino does have that depth and we don't get to see it that much. And I, I keep all, all like being like, didn't he turn over a new leaf? Isn't he a better person now? And then he goes back to being a bad guy. And I'm like, ugh. But in this one, he's like, you know, he, he gives the heroes the information they need. Yeah. And I thought that was it, cool. It was cool to see the the champions, you know, make an appearance. Like yeah. I thought that would, I was like, oh, like there's we're gonna get like a really big story here. Um, yeah. just because those characters are really powerful. Um I um I I felt like the so the, the reason I brought the superior characters is because I felt like they would obviously be so powerful to have like the mind of Doc Ock and be Hulk and be Ghost Rider like they just seem so much and yeah. a part of me is like oh they they overdid it like they overdid it a little bit it's like uh, it's it's almost too much like this is I thought it was gonna be more of like a political power like you can't mm-hmm. take away like you know over the theme that I thought was the most interesting is you got superheroes versus a politician and uh, you can't overthrow a politician. If you do that, you're no longer a superhero. You've you've changed roles. So I kind of thought they were might explore that. And like, maybe we actually should get rid of him, kidnap him. And then like question the whole, you know, idea of this, but it doesn't seem like they're going that way. They're going to make it a fight. Um, So that's, that's the only piece where I was like, I was kind of hoping for a big, you know, question about that with like captain america yeah, like philosophical i guess I, it's, the- I mean it's almost the opposite to the superman book right where it's like 
sometimes you don't fight things out to fix things your problems <laughs> um and in this it's like you should punch everyone <laughs> um <Yeah>. but <laughs> Yeah, then the, the Purple Man is, is also like that whole thing with Purple Man. Because I, I, the only way I know Purple Man is I watched the Jessica Jones show. Yeah. And like on Netflix and phenomenal show, like five stars. Um, so seeing him in the comics, I didn't know he was actually purple. One, that was a little surprise. And then, you know, finding out he had children and they are actually purple as well. Another another uh, interesting surprise. <laughs> yeah. So for me, as a new, a new person, a daredevil, I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm probably gonna be buying an omnibus soon to try to get more. More of this reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, how kickass are these covers on this? Like, yeah. have you guys seen these ones? The different yeah, devils. They're so good. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I posted it on Instagram, but there there were four Black History Month covers. Um, that Marvel released. Luke Cage. Yeah, it's a sick cover. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is like one of the only guys that could rock uh, yellow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that. Like Luke Cage rocking yellow is a whole different thing. Like I could try, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, but these covers are really cool. So the Black History covers are like Luke Cage uh, for this one. Miles for Avengers. Uh, even though Miles isn't on the Avengers. Um, Storm for X Men and. Uh, uh, Dark Ages is Monica Rambeau. So there's four four covers for that. Um, wow. And they're sick covers. They're sick covers. Um, yeah. I, I missed the uh, Avengers one when I was shopping. Mm -hmm. And now it's reselling on like eBay for like $25. And I'm like, oh, like, am I really about to do this? And I, I think I am. I for the Miles? The Miles one looks so cool. It's just like yeah. he's, it's like the, the Into the Spider-Verse, like he's falling backwards. Yeah, um, and and he's rocking some like AirPods, like yeah. old ones with the long white wire. Yeah, um, you know it's I, I I'm a big sucker for variant covers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I have it I have it up there. Did any of you guys read Avengers fifty three? I read a little bit. Did you Did you read it? Uh, I, I read fifty two, but I haven't. I didn't get to read fifty three. We're still dealing with the multiversal uh, uh, masters of evil, right? So I have not read any of it. I, oh. I picked it up. I picked it up just because I heard that like Black Panther's turning red. And I was like, cool, like maybe I'll just jump in here and see what's going on. And I'm completely lost. Like it is okay. like yeah, it is yeah. wild. It's bonkers. It's yeah. bonkers right now. Just it, know that it, it's kind of tying in with the Avengers Forever uh miniseries or whatever that's going on, but that there's a multiversal masters of evil that are then hunting Avengers and trying to go back in time and change things. Uh, and they're like the worst of the worst. They're like OP level villains. Wow. You know? So like Red Skull with the Venom symbiote, you know? And yeah. like things like that. And so um, uh, that's kind of what's happening right now. I don't know what happened in 53 and I'll have to read that, but you know, that's roughly what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I was at the shop today and they had 51, 52. And I was like, yeah. should, I, should I? Do you think I should do that, 51? If, if you like multiversal, like, I mean, it's kind of cool in that sense. Like, I think they're doing it pretty well. Uh, but it is kind of bonkers. We're, we're talking like a green goblin whose pumpkin bombs are skulls of different universes ghost riders. Oh, my God. This just like bonkers, right? And so if you like that sort of thing, yeah. And pick up Avengers Forever. 
I don't know if I like that. I don't know. That's that seems a little too much for me. Every yeah. time I hear about like these like you know mega multiversal universal characters who are just like so much, I'm like, who thinks of this? Like that, that is. <laughs> I mean, that's their job. Someone has to think of it, right? Yeah, and I, also like, how much background knowledge do you have to have to be able to create like you know the the cosmic stuff? Because the cosmic stuff is not easy to learn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's not, it's not a, at least I'm trying to learn it. And I don't even, like, I have, it's just hard. It's hard to learn it all. Yeah. Um, Are we talking, like, the writers? Like, what's their background in order to write that genre? Because yeah, like, how do, how a lot of Marvel... it has to do with, like, science fiction. Just, like, growing up on, on reading science fiction, like, like, I read a little bit of science fiction, but there's, like, more harder core stuff. But then that inspires you to incorporate that into your writing, right? Like yeah. if you grew up on Michael Crichton, then then you might have corporate espionage, like more corporate espionage stuff in your in your uh, uh, writing, no matter what genre you're writing. So I think yeah. it's kind of like that. Science fiction kind of bleeds through. That's why, like weirdly enough, even in our superhero stuff, we have clones, we have time travel, we have like alien shapeshifters, we have like how many? Like we got the multiverse, we got magic, we got gods, we have cyborgs. Yeah. We, you know right. what I mean? Like comic books is everything now. It's all genres, and then mixed and matched in different ways. And it's just because like all fiction is bleeding through. And that's just I mean, kind of the way it works, right? Talking gorillas. <laughs> talking gorillas. Yeah. Right. Like comic books are always about talking gorillas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. There were uh, there were some X Men titles that were like really good. Uh, I thought. Um, did you guys read X Men titles? So uh, Secret X Men. No. Yeah. Al Albert didn't read it. Danny did. The background mm -hmm. of Secret X Men is that these are all the characters that did not get voted into the X Men team back last year. Uh, you know how there was like that online vote. Uh, yeah. These are the X Men that were nominated but did not make the cut and yeah and they work it into the story on how it makes sense but uh it's kind of a ragtag team of people that have never really worked together um and like i think it's is it a one shot danny i don't know see i didn't know this was coming out but i have like a pretty good relationship with my local comic book store and they were like well obviously you wanted this you didn't say that you did, but we knew. Um, so I was like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'll read <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, so I like picked it up and I was like, this truly was secret X-Men to me. I was like, what's like, <laughs> what's this like a secret drop? Like what what's happened? Um, but it was it was a good read. I don't know if there's more. I, I'm inclined to think that there's not. Yeah. Um, but it was a good it was a good book. It was yeah. also I love the Shiar Empire. More so, I, I like the Imperial Guard. I don't necessarily yeah. like the Shi'ar Empire, but like, uh, I kind of like the X Men's relationship with like this intergalactic empire. It's super yeah. like weird. Just so, uh, yeah, I th I, th I think it was like a pretty like fun story to get to see play out. What maybe could have happened? Would any of these characters have actually been chosen for the X Men? Um, but sadly, they're all losers. Except Armor might be in the new X Men team. Um, right, because she's on yeah. the new nomination list, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are nominations over? Yeah, they ran from the eleventh of January to the fifteenth. 
of Jitter? Very, mm-hmm. Oh, that's quick. Also, every year I miss the nominations because I think too much about spreading the word about nominations, and then I forget that I didn't vote. So <laughs> last year I did a TikTok video and I tr- try to hype people up for it. And then this year I did some like Instagram stuff. And then I, either way, I just forgot to vote myself. So, all right. Uh, did you know that Professor X has a daughter? I didn't know that. I know that. that was his daughter in this issue. Hmm. Um, that's was that his it, daughter with... Um, uh, uh, death what's her face? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it's Lalandra's daughter... Lelandra and uh, Charles, his daughter. Right. Oh, Lelandra and, and Charles got a kid? Oh, they've been getting freaky for decades. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Secret X-Men, uh, it was cool. I also like Sunspot. And so, and Sunspot and Cannonball's, like, relationship. Also, like, we, we see some, like, inter- interesting applications of powers. So, like... I love X-Men. I'm going to eat, I eat it up regardless. So I, I was yeah. happy to, happy to read it, even if it's a one shot. Definitely. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, um, Albert, are you purposely staying away from X-Men titles? No, no, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on the X-Men ro- train. I just, I'm not trying to do every title. Yeah. And should I, I mean, is this, is this the way, is, is the way to read no. every X-Men title? Uh, okay. No, no, no. I'm I, trying to be, I'm trying to get on. Yeah, there are think, certain titles that I like versus others. Like, I gave up on Excalibur, like, a couple issues towards the end. And I was like, I, I don't care about Excalibur. I don't like magic with my mutants. Not that type of magic. Right. Not, like, elves and, and other world and, like, whatever. I don't care about I liked it. I liked Excalibur. I think my suggestion to people that I give, I reckon, probably once every two months on TikTok when I inevitably make a how to get into X-Men video yeah. um, is read the, like, first issue of each and see which ones you like and Mm. then don't continue to read the ones that you don't like because they don't really interconnect that often until you get to like a hellfire gala and even then you wouldn't yeah yeah exactly even then you don't have to read the previous issues to like read the event so uh and with the event they have the compile like the compilation just read that whole event and it'll put together all the titles of all like the issues of each title yeah yeah so you, you genuinely don't read things that you're not like vibing with you know because yeah. i i struggled with which one did i struggle with i struggled with fallen angels when that was coming out oh, fallen angels was that. so bad and that's why it got canceled yeah mm. um and there was like a, there's a couple that i have dropped um i think i do read them all now um and i have all the upcoming ones in my pool list but we'll see we'll see whether they're all good for me honestly just like i you know i i i I, the one of the feelings i hate the most when i'm reading is just being confused Mm -hmm. and like wait did i miss something am i is it me am i dumb and like you know like i really ask myself that question sometimes like i don't have to go reread this did i get enough sleep like why am i sleeping right now and um sometimes with x-men I can feel a little bit embarrassed because there's so much like with the more the 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 the, the, the most recent books right like yeah the you're saying phalanx got the arm on her you know and all that stuff like i don't know anything about this character at all like literally zero but yeah. i just gotta roll with it and hope that i figure it out along the along the path and like 
they're not they're not telling me anything and i've read like 15 20 issues and like i haven't read anything about this character explaining his powers his background any of that so um, my plan is to pick up the omnibus that uh, the jonathan hickman um uh, omnibus for x-men and just hope that like i can catch up with more stuff i read powers of x house effects um and yeah i'm, I'm, I'm trying to do the big ones i'm reading x-men like the main title there too yeah like most of those characters i know them so like i'm not that lost so i want to put trying. together a list of, of what to read if you're trying to catch up you know i don't i don't know if i want to catch up you know what i mean nope. like i want to I, you want to you want to like, enjoy wanna, the experience i want to go move forward not really go read back as mm -hmm. much right like i oh, i want to yeah. like if you're reading a, a, an x-men title right now that you like um, I want to jump in right now. I don't want to read. Do, do yeah, on, uh, yeah, X X Men for sure. You could jump in yeah. right now. A bunch of titles um, are starting back up again too, with number yeah, one in March. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like, um, I read Sabretooth, loved it. I was like, yeah. this is great. Like, I'm glad I I'm glad I jumped in the first issue, and like, it's about social. It's not just, it's about justice, but kind yeah. of social, justice, right? So it's like. This is this is my this is my cake. Like I love this. Um, so, yeah. I, whenever a new thing comes up, uh, I might give it a shot moving forward. But I don't know. There's like six coming out in March. So what's this? What's coming out in March? Six. There's Immortal X Men, Knights of X, Legion of X. Oh my God. There's a lot. There's a. Uh, Marauders. That overwhelms me. Two. So like, which one should I pick? Uh, look Hard at the lineup, and it comes down to the characters, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. X-Men Red, I think X-Men Red, I think would be a good one because that's about the X-Men on Mars. Um so Storm, which will right? be yeah, mm. which will be new. Storms Storms a Storms. Easy, easy sell. Easy sell. <laughs> um so X-Men Red I think would be good. I think Immortal X-Men will be good. Hard to say. Yeah, um, I'm I'm reading, I'm I'm trying to read these like premises. Uh Immortal X-Men is about like the Quiet Council, which is yeah. like the rulers of Krakoa. Political. I like it. I, I'm down yeah. for that. And also, like, I like the idea of immortality. It's like in in the again with Death of X uh, or X X of X Death of Wolverine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Mystique just gets blown up, and it, it's cool because I'm sorry if I'm spoiling for anybody, um, but it, it's you know there's these guys die constantly now, and it's so cool and right. to explore immortality because they kind of are like they just they can do whatever they want. Well, it's not only that like dying means nothing, it actually means they're progressing past death. For instance, in Secret X-Men, Mero, you know Mero, right, with the bones? No. Uh, Mero's an X-Man or was an X-Man back in the 90s. She could like pull bones out of her body and like wow. Spike, like Spike from X-Men Evolution. She could okay. shoot bones and create like bone, like, like exoskeleton stuff in in secret x-men because it's a space mission everybody's suited up and she's she's not suited up and they're like why aren't you suited up and she's like well ever since like we got over like the whole death thing i've always wanted to try this out because if it fails i could just come back and she creates a full bone exoskeleton to like survive space wow like wow. she covers just a foot like like a like almost like a like a suit but with bones. made of bone yeah mm. Mm. they're doing a lot of like crazy stuff like uh, a lot of mutants are getting tattoos because tattoos aren't forever anymore it's like if you die uh, you, just, you're, 
your new canvas, yeah. you know? Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, those are, that's like my favorite stuff, you know, when, when it's like really different uh, ideas to explore post death, post work, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of I think Legion yeah. of X might be one that you'll like too. If you Legion haven't X. already, you might like Way of X as well. Way of mm -hmm. X, I am into. So I, I've heard it's like a Nightcrawler one. Yeah, and there's only like five issues. So, so I, I've heard of that one and I did hear, like that That sounded like when I was interesting. I regretted not picking that one up while it was going for sure. Um, but I'm in now, I'm in the X camp, I'm in the X, X Men camp. Um, yeah. I'm just starting a little late. One and, of us, one yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, reading a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a uh, Marauders is going to be about rescuing the mutants all around the world. Uh, and that team is a pretty cool team, if, especially if you like 90s characters. We've got Bishop and Psylocke and Kitty. Um, there's Excellent, which is the Ecstatics kind of uh, sequel series. Uh, mm -hmm. where it's rea it's a reality show of of selfish people. Um, you got X Force obviously being X Force. Uh, there's like there's what what else is there like Legionnaires or something like that Legionnaire L Legion of X, which Legion is the X. next Nightcrawler book that follows on from Way of X. Right. Um, so there's uh, X Men Red is Sword. It's like the Sword sequel. So like Sword is really good too. I loved Sword. Sword was like one of my favorite things. But you know, there's a lot of great X-Men content out right now. So anyone out there who like, like, you can get caught up. There's a lot of new number ones. Read the way I recommend is read House of X, Powers of X, and then hop in wherever you need to hop into. And That's pretty you, much what you need. So is X-Men the equivalent of Batman? Like yes. for like, like X-Men for Marvel is is the Batman for DC. Now it is. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny because back when Marvel didn't have the movie rights to X-Men, they were trying to kill the X-Men. They were like, they killed most of the titles and literally killed characters and expanded Avengers. There was a moment in time where there was the Avengers, there was the new Avengers, there was Mighty Avengers, Secret Avengers, Avengers AI. Uh, there was like a bunch of Avengers titles back in the day. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, we got one. We're good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, because X-Men is the better. Like, there were, used to be, like, four Inhuman titles back when they were trying to, like, really boost Inhumans. And, like, that failed. So, like, yeah, Batman can have, like, 15 titles. X-Men can have 15 titles. And, like, nobody's complaining because they're always going to sell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then whenever they want to promote something, they just do an X-Men versus title. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a new one coming out. X uh, A-X-E. Which yeah. Avengers X Men Eternals? Oh, I, I, heard I am fine with the Eternals comic, but I don't care anything about comic Eternals. I read them. I care nothing about them. I don't want them mixing with my X Men. Get your shit the, away. The only, the only, the only, I guess, tidbit of information I have um, is that Cersei and Angel used to date, um, and that is all I will offer. Oh. <laughs> to this to this conversation but i didn't know that you there's, a, there's a tenuous link there um oh. because cersei was like obviously because she's been alive forever she has a lot of money and then angel comes from money yeah. and so they met at like parties and stuff but did, did they so. meet during angel wasn't on avengers cersei was on avengers was cersei on the champions cersei that... was i mean this was 
because Angel okay, was on the is, champions, you know. This, this was Angel as X Men Angel, like yeah, before Champions. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, I'm not looking forward to that team up though, but I will read it. I will read it. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it though. Uh, <laughs> did you guys read New Mutants uh, Twenty Four? Yes. It was super good, and we finally see uh thunderbird and john or uh, thunderbird and james uh reunited yeah i liked that that was a nice moment oh it, it was a really good issue and it wrapped up a lot of stuff because they're you know trying to move forward i what with a new I- issue number one i don't know what happens after this no the the it's what it's issue 25 next month so i don't know if they're going back to number one or if it's just like a Mm. They're continue this. Let's continue. Yeah. Um, but Madeline Pryor is in it, which is exciting. Madeline Pryor's always walking. She, she never changes her outfit. She's always walking she, around. I was just thinking about how nobody on Krakoa body shames or like slut shames anyone. Because like mm-hmm. Madeline Pryor, uh, and I'm not saying good or bad, is walking around with underboob all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, she's just, she's in a bikini, just all. She, but like, she's, all the time. she's living her best life, you know. Right. She was dumped. She was dumped for her clone, clone, clone donor, clone, cl- yeah. yeah, and then abandoned and forgotten about, and now she's yeah. like, I'm just living my best bad bitch life, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, but I just like, can we give her like a casual costume? Like just something cat, like yeah. just so so, she's comfortable. So, so, like, something like, that I won't get banned on TikTok for being like, oh, look at this panel. <laughs> right, right. Because she's always in her goblin queen outfit. And it's like, oh. Oh, I just realized she was goblin queen in the X-Men, but then they just uh they just introduced a new character in Spider-Man called Goblin Queen. Hmm. Which is like Green Goblin, but why isn't she called Queen Goblin? Is she called Goblin Queen? You guys know what I'm talking about? Am I making shit up? In the new Amazing Spider-Man, there's a new character named, I think her name's Goblin Queen. Yeah. But in, but it should have been Queen Goblin. Like Green Goblin. Yeah, but Queen, yeah, Queen Goblin. Goblin would sound better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all you need to know. She's pretty cool. And she's only been one issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Um, cool. I don't know if, did you guys read Amazing Spider-Man this week? I don't read Spider-Man at all. At all? That's your one that you're like, you're like, yeah, Spider-Man's not your thing? Until, until I hear good things. It's just because, you know, we're, this is, we're picking up lots of books. I can't read yeah. it all. So I want, if- I'm not book shaming you. Do, you. do you feel like I'm book shaming you? I'm not book shaming you. I did. I thought you were saying, how dare you not read Spider-Man? No, right uh, now it's not that great anyone. So. Okay, that's what I've been hearing, and and yeah. like I, I read Miles Morales, and like, of course, and I'm not caught up at all. Uh, yeah. Like I, I'm like I'm like seven deep, um, but I I'm a supporter. Um, yeah. I want them to keep going forever. I, that's how I kind of treat my my spending. I'm like I want to I want this to go on forever, so yeah. I'm gonna give you my actual cash so yeah. that like this can go on. Um, yeah. But yeah, if I see like a good writer goes on Spider Man, I'm jumping in 100. Yeah. percent I don't know any of these writers either. Sal- Saladin Ahmed is uh, is the new writer on Miles. Uh, I think uh, he's been doing a really good job. I, I yeah. think uh, I think 
try checking out Miles again because uh, um, Miles is always great. Miles and Miss Marvel are like two of the only series that I'm like, I never have complaints. I'm just always like, ah, right, I'm gonna read them. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Miles Clarence saga was pretty good too. I thought. I thought so too. I thought it worked. I was afraid yeah, of it being definitely. like Peter Parker's clone saga. Yeah, it, I, I, it was familiar enough to be like not necessarily nostalgic, but like, oh, okay, but like different enough that you went like, why am I reading this story again? Yeah, <laughs> I read a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I uh, saw the new costume in Devil's Reign and I was like, oh, yeah. Like I, I noticed that in the covers, I just, that's where I stopped. I think I stopped like right before he got his new costume. Yeah. Right. I don't like his new costume. Do you like his new costume? It, it, it's, huh. it's interesting enough where I'm like, oh, like I want to see more of it. Um, yeah. It looks less like done. You know what I mean? Like the Spider-Man, got, I, I think the Spider-Man costume in general is one of the greatest costumes of all time. Like literally. I don't think actually I, it might be my favorite costume ever. Um, yeah. So I think like going away from that is a risk, and this is completely different. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just love Miles. So you know, do with that what you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like what else. I don't know if you guys read the Star Wars comics, but I just wanted to shout out Star Wars comics. I'm. I, I, I binged War of the Bounty Hunters and I'm reading Crimson Rain, but the individual series such as Darth Vader has always been good. I just am behind on it, so I haven't caught up. But Darth Vader, um, what, Darth Vader 20? And uh, then there's a mini series for Star Wars, The High Republic called Trail of Shadows um, that came out this week, issue number five. And so both of those series like seem really good. I just uh, haven't gotten around to reading it. But if anyone, uh, I, I want to hype up Star Wars comics because sometimes if people are Star Wars fans and they want to read the comics, but they're like, I don't want to read Spider-Man and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's not the same universe. You could just read Star Wars comics and you'd be fine. Yeah. And that's like your thing. I'm like, great, you know? Um, but Star Wars comics have been um, pretty good. Uh, pretty good so far. I think there should be an X-Men versus Star Wars, you know, situation though. That'd be really, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but I'm 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 glad the universes aren't colliding. <laughs> like, keep Star Wars in its own thing. Uh, there, I don't know if you guys know, but like, there used to be these novelizations of X Men and Star Trek. There used oh. to be like X Men meet Star Trek books, both comics and novelizations, and they were weird. And I never I never read them, but I I I read some pages and saw some comic pages, and I'm like, uh, okay, all right, <laughs> this is such a weird mashup but okay um joking by the way i i don't want that that's yeah i feel like yeah it, it's it's a beauty to having two separate things yeah, right right Definitely. uh just like well he, here's a question because marvel owns alien right and alien issue nine came out last week and we talked about it uh would you guys want alien to mix into marvel because i think marvel already has the brood Mm, there you go like from x-men and they're literally alien oh yeah it's it's i i just finished reading that issue of like that when or uh, uh, an issue of brood with like um katie katie pride yeah. in the house turning things up and like the entire issue was just like homages towards alien like the right. whole time so right. it definitely is like it's literally aliens already um, right uh could, there's it, a it, it, 
you know how like uh, so like brood is a response to alien the movie i think yeah um but somebody said that that you know how, like x-men has time travel and like nimrod is a thing that that came out before terminator as opposed to after like hmm. that wasn't inspired by terminator that terminator could have been inspired by nimrod and cable and time travel and that sort of thing well if you look at the years so, like i think it's cool it's all like all of science fiction just kind of borrows from each other yeah see, like uh what stories work you know yeah yeah, yeah. uh you guys want to talk about your indie comics uh that you guys read did you guys read a bunch this week or how's that just one just one would you read you were by bylines bylines in blood bylines in blood yeah so just you know i I also read moon knight in in marvel oh yeah yeah yeah. the only thing that's like noteworthy about that um is that there moon knight is the fist of conchu and there's a second one and um there was like a little scuffle in previous issues and now Moon Knight, I'm pretty sure he's arrested. Uh, yeah, he's in, in Devil's Reign, he's arrested. Yeah. Yeah. So so um the seventh issue, or the this most recent issue, I think it's the eighth yeah. issue, it had the other fist as the lead character. Yeah. Um, so it kind of like introduces a new character. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. Um, I, I I really enjoyed some of the other issues. This is just like a brand is introducing into a new character, I think. Yeah. Um, so it kind of felt like in Batman when you had um the, who's that guy that Batman's like Azrael? No, no, no. Uh, oh. he's a he's a character right now um who is oh, like Ghostmaker. Yeah, he feels like a Ghostmaker character. Like he's like an equal. Um but that's just wanted to throw that in there. Bylines yep. in Blood is um a fantastic independent story or uh, uh independent um, publisher story. Yep. Um it was it was going to be my my second choice for pick of the week. Um just because mm. um the artwork is gorgeous. I, the way that I, every time I finish reading it, I always feel like this was worth my money. Like it, it, every single dollar, like I, I just, I got my money's worth with every page. It was just yeah. so, and um, it's a detective story. So you're mm. just like going along with this reporter as she is trying to figure out all these different pieces to it. So, you know, I, I feel like there's not enough of that in comics, like that's done well. Um, and I really liked it. If anybody's looking for for that for something different, I think it's really high quality. Um, the colors really pop. The, the the actual paper that they use for it, high quality paper, um, and it's it's written well. It's smooth. I, I I get sleepy sometimes when I read comic books. I didn't feel I didn't I didn't get tired at all. I was excited. So. Yeah, there's so many comics out there, and I think part of this show is not only sharing our love and passion of comics, but also for people to tune in and be like uh what i like everybody has a limited amount of time and money and energy and it's like well if that's the case like what really should they be paying attention to and uh you think the bylines in blood was not a waste of money that it was well worth what you spent for it it's a good story it's it's interesting like there's intru- there, there's really creative uh, I, I, it's just a really good comic in general like the page layouts where they do the panels they do really creative things at certain points it feels futuristic but present at the same time it's not uh, a predictable story you have yeah. literally no idea what's going to happen um and it's not too epic but also not too normal like it's it's, just a, it's a good story so all right all right yeah uh danny you read 
uh, some indies or? I did. I read um, one called Life Zero from Ablaze Comics. Yeah, is it, was um, it a zombie related thing? That is the exact premise. I probably, I don't even have to say anymore. Um, but basically, outside of just being like a general zombie book, because I feel like a lot of zombie media is more or less the same as a zombie outbreak and people don't want to be turned into zombies. Right. But basically in this world, there's like a cloud that settles in the city. And if you get uh-huh. caught in the fog, you turn into a zombie, you die and turn into a zombie. And then you okay. want to eat. Um, so it's basically like Fortnite mixed with zombies, I guess. <laughs> you know how like the 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 the, yeah. the field in Fortnite like closes in. Um yeah. so it's yeah, I guess maybe maybe that's the inspiration. Um but I mean it had pretty art and I enjoy people eating other people apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's an easy sell. It's an easy sell if you're not looking for something that's necessarily like profound to read. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want to see people die. Um, yeah. And if that's the case, this is a good book for you. Okay. Uh, it's, it's drawn by Marco uh, Cicchetto. Mm-hmm. Who did, Daredevil, Daredevil. Jim Zdarsky's Daredevil run, and then also Devil's Reign. How does he have the time to do this? Was this drawn before he picked he picked up the Daredevil gig? It would it would have. It's hard to say. Maybe he doesn't sleep. You know, it's, it's almost impossible for an artist to do two issues in a month. Yeah. Like like it's near because they do one page a day, and in a you know twenty five pages. Issue page right. comic yeah that's right. that's all the days taken up right because they and so to like, have weekends too <laughs> right and so what is he doing working on weekends to like do this indie comic essentially that's- i mean p- potentially um it could also be that it was like a book that had been d- done and maybe hadn't been published for whatever reason so- right i mean he's a great artist so you know yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, they're lucky they have it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are, are you guys big into indie comics? Because I feel like, uh, and I bring this up all the time, is that I don't read too many indie comics, and I try to, and I try to catch up and, like, do my thing. Um, but, like, uh, um, uh, I, I like hearing your guys' recommendations for, like, indie stuff, because, you know, I only read a certain amount of indies, but you know, you guys let me know on what's good and what's not. I adore indie comic books. I think I get more excited. I, I sometimes I will read them before I read my DC Marvel books, like when I get my pickups, just because mm. um, there's so much room for creativity and there's no rules. I mean, yeah. they can literally anything can happen, and it's always a risk. I, I I'm I'm the kind of person. Who like when I go to a restaurant, I like to get new meals off the menu. Like I'll try, I'll, I'll try and pick anything, and I'll be like, let me just try that. And there's some people who like to just get the same you know, steak every time or same sandwich because um, they know what they're what they're gonna expect. I yeah. think that Marvel and DC can kind of a, a, appeal to people because they know what they're gonna expect. You know, there's there's some variety, but it's pretty much standard with image image books, aftershock, um, you know, dark horse. Like they, some of these guys produce um incredible shocking stories and some stories that suck um so like i'm reading this book right now i am bored out of my mind 
Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to finish it. But like, it was a blind. What book is it? It's called Ether. It's from Matt Kent. Okay. Um, I'm just not really enjoying it. It's like, I get it. It's kind of cool. Like if I describe it, it sounds cooler than it, it, it reads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 I'm a huge fan. I think it's always worth it. Like what I try and do is just pick up a new one. Like every, every time I go, just like one random one. And if it works out, that's why I like, I like Bylines and Blood. It was completely random and like, yo, it worked. That was good. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, do you guys have any like final thoughts about like the books that we read? I don't know what we, what we skipped over. Um, skipped over Batgirls. Oh, uh, how was, how was Batgirls? It was, it was, it was pretty decent. I like, um, sometimes I feel like, especially Marvel DC, the art gets very like samey. Um, yeah. and Batgirls is definitely like a different art style, which is like yeah. a nice palette cleanser, I guess you would say. Um, I read issue one, but, so I'm, I'm kind of behind on that, but I love yeah. them there. I love yeah, those characters. It was, it was, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's fun, fun series. So mm-hmm. that's, that's probably enough said. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, uh, we're talking three different Batgirls, essentially, right? We have yeah. Barbara Gordon, Oracle, we have Stephanie Brown, Spoiler, and we have Cassandra Kane. I don't yeah. want to call her Orphan. <laughs> I don't like that name. Like, she's Batgirl. Yeah. She's Batgirl to me. Yeah, for sure. Kat, Cass and Steph do almost all the legwork, and Oracle is the girl in the chair um, yeah. for the most part in this, which yeah. I think is like a good way for it, the dynamic to work um so and they all three of them have very distinct personalities which is great yeah and it's a good time it's a good time all right uh justice league 2022 annual came out i didn't get to read it uh but i do what i will in the next day uh because uh uh i want to see where it's all going i'm a big justice league fan so you know uh we uh we do what we can. I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up. We I'm sure we all have lists of things like oh we're trying to catch up. It's like oh, it's Definitely. it's the cross we bear. It's my life. Yeah. Uh, side note: Did you guys know that Doctor Chase Meridian is in Detective Comics now? Doctor Chase Meridian is Nicole Kidman's character in Batman Forever. She's an original character for that movie, and they uh, essentially she's now in the comics. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I thought that's like a nice little touch. And she's blonde. She's like Nicole Kidman, you know. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just a side thing. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show and being a part of this as, as normal. Albert, Danny, uh, anyone out there who is watching, thank you guys so much for watching on, on one of our many streaming platforms, which is Volume, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. Obviously, Volume.com is our number one platform but we are all over the place. Wherever you guys digest us, like, follow, subscribe, click the bell, do your thing, whatever, you know? Um, As for uh, podcasts, you guys are listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Uh, If you listen to this show and you're like, where is there a comic near me? Go to comicshoplocator.com comicshoplocator.com you can find the comic shops that are near your area we personally here at uh, comic talk are working on a list of comic shops that we personally recommend that are both safe and inclusive and not gatekeepy um that list will hopefully be uh uh go public soon 
Um, so we're working on that. Um, and then if you want to contribute to the Keeg and more shows and, you know, kind of figure out like uh, the Keeg is trying to figure out what we're doing in 2022 and like trying to add more shows and that sort of thing. So patreon.com slash the Keeg show uh, is where you guys could sign up for a tier as cheap as, you know, five bucks a month uh, and give into the show, uh, donate to the show. All those proceeds will go to actual show related um, expenses. Uh, and that would help us. And we can kind of create more and make uh, the key bigger and better in 2022. Um, other than all that, uh, Danny, what's your social media? Where can people find you? And if you have any plugs, let us know. For sure. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Danny McGowan. You can also find me on Instagram at Art by Danny L, which confusingly is spelled with a Y instead of an I. Um, just to make things exciting for everyone um, <laughs> and yeah that's that's it um, that's probably about it for me Albert um, I'm you know Dimitri thank you for having me on always yeah. um, you can find me at Albert Loves Comics on TikTok on Instagram and I'm thinking about diving into YouTube a little bit so oh you know, Oh, make some videos. I'm editing them now, so yeah. you know, might switch it up a little bit. Um, okay. but yeah, go ahead, you know, I, you can I encourage you to reach out. Um, I reply to comments. Um, so if anybody has you know things they want to share with me or talk to me about, let's talk, let's do it. Awesome, both you guys are awesome people. Uh, you read a lot of comics, you have great analyses. Uh, I found you guys on TikTok, that's really what I recommend. Obviously, go follow them and all their social media, but uh. Uh, uh, definitely follow them on TikTok because you guys make some really good TikTok content and I like it and uh, I like seeing guys. So thank you guys so much for, for coming on the show and taking time out of your day or night because Danny is over there in, 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 in Glasgow, right? Glasgow? Yeah, Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so um, both of you guys are way easter than me. Easter, more east. Yep. You got New Jersey, <laughs> you got glasgow and then i'm over here in sunny sunny southern california so um thank you guys so much for coming on the show thank you for everybody out there listening or watching uh once again follow us on uh on tiktok and instagram at the keeg show we're also on twitter at the keeg show uh pretty much look up the keeg or the keeg show and uh you will find us all over the place uh thank you guys so much uh tomorrow we have an episode of the keeg back uh because we started the key back back up again 8 to 10 p.m pacific time uh 11 p.m to 1 a.m eastern time on friday nights and then we're talking best and worst fictional romances on saturdays so uh definitely stay tuned we got a lot to offer thank you guys so much take care have a great night and uh go support your local comic book shops and uh let us know if you have any questions peace out Super strong or super